0: Hi, I'm Terry Naturally.
1: And I'm Dr. Lynn Wagner.
0: And I have over 50 years of experience and knowledge in health and nutrition.
1: And I'm a medical doctor with a passion for holistic health. We come together to offer you unique viewpoints and expertise as health advocates around topics that deal with today's health concerns.
0: And always for your good health. So let's get into today's topic. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? Good
1: morning. Great to see you. Oh,
0: nice to see you. I always love this. Anytime. You bring a really nice uh, glow and uh, spirit and excitement to, uh, to the program. Thank so you. I'm excited to have you here. Yeah,
1: and people love it. I see people in the community and they love they love hearing this. So it's really fun. Oh, I love good. the feedback.
0: Fantastic, thank you. Yeah. yeah, So how are you doing? Great. You're taking care of yourself?
1: Taking care of myself, trying to. Yep, it's, always, right. it's always a balance. Yep. Um, I try to practice what I preach to my patients for sure.
0: Best way to start, and you know, then you know what you're going through and what they go through for
1: sure, for sure, That's right? Good. And I think, um, you know, it's always nice. I love talking to you about things because it's always nice to know what things we can use to kind of augment our lives. I think about it, I think about things as augmentation because it's nice to live a really healthy lifestyle and get good sleep and eat healthy and lower your stress levels, but life is life. And it's nice to have things that we can boost ourselves with to protect us from all the external stresses that we face. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I love what we talk about because a lot of the stuff, um, you know, whether it's botanicals or herbs or dietary stuff is all, are all the things we can use to augment our lives. Um, and one thing I'm really curious about to talk to you about is echinacea. Okay. First of all, because with COVID, the last few years, it's been talked about a lot. Um, and second of all, because I know that you use it for more than just antiviral, antibacterial immune system boosting. Um, And so I'm really curious to hear about that. Okay. So first of all, you still believe in it as a product to help boost the immune system, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay. And also cold and flu. Right. Very good studies coming out of Switzerland uh, that shows it is as effective as Tamiflu.
1: As effective as Tamiflu, yeah, I agree with that.
0: Um, So yeah, you could use that for that, but the dosages uh, are different. For Well, if, you, if you're if you going to use um, echinacea for colon flu mm-hmm. you're going to be looking in the range of maybe 250 milligrams uh, to maybe 400 to 500 milligrams a day. Uh, Total. You just standardized at about a 4%. Okay.
1: Um,
0: but then there's, you know, I always talk about multiple uh, molecules in a plant
1: mm-hmm.
0: where a drug is one molecule so it affects one pathway. Right, right. Uh, and they studied that pathway for 10 years and a, a billion and a half dollars. The pharmacology Oh of it. my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's a, like an 18-wheeler going to the FDA with the paperwork. Right. It's, it's amazing. Uh, but plants have multiple, multiple uh, molecules that can do a, a variety of uh, conditions.
1: And different pathways. In
0: different pathways. So when you're doing the, trying to do echinacea for colon flu, you're really basing it on poly- the polysaccharides, the compounds of sugars. Uh, now, that doesn't mean there's sugar in it, it's just that there are From multiple the molecules of plant. sugars okay. in, the, in the plant. Okay. Um, but then there's a group of molecules called echamides. And these echamides attach to the receptors in the brain and reduce the excitability of the brain. So you're reducing stress mm-hmm. and anxiety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is a remarkable. Compound.
1: How long have you known about this, or how did you discover that?
0: Uh, part actually, of the plant? Um, uh, uh, it's been discovered at the Hungarian Academy of Sciences in Budapest. Okay. And there are two neuroscientists that have scanned 300 different herbs looking for the group of alkaloids that would reduce the excitability of the brain cells. And once they did that, they're not in business. Uh, so they're looking for someone that can help them uh, commercialize mm-hmm. it. They wanted to get out to more people, help more people. Right. And um, they're still tr- striving to uh, come out with it as a drug in Europe that would not affect anywhere else in the world. Um, but it, it it is so powerful that it's it more effective, or I should say at least as, as effective as uh, Valium or um, what's the other one? Xanax. Xanax. Uh,
1: Clonazepam. Um,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Um, and is it something... It but it comes from the same plant. So is echinacea like one kind of plant?
0: Uh, there are a couple of different varieties of the plant. Okay. Uh, you have purpurea, mm-hmm. you have angustifolia. Okay. The angustifolia is actually an American herb. Got it. So it originally was with the native Indians. They use echinacea for cold and flu and other medicines. Amazing. Uh, and then around the 1930s or 40s, uh, they found that it had a tremendous effect on cold and flu scientifically. Right. So there was a lot of research then in Europe and also then the research came up about, you no, know, maybe the um, mid 2000s, where it came up where the echomides were discovered. Now the echomides are very similar to cannabinoids.
1: That's what I was thinking.
0: They're not, the brain the sa- not
1: the same receptors though. Oh,
0: yeah, almost exactly the same okay, receptors. Okay, got it. Um, so it's highly effective for anxiety. And you know, I, I read across a study some time ago that if you're taking uh, Xanax or Velium mm-hmm. for 184 days, right. Uh, whether it's consecutively or periodically right till you reach hundred and eighty four days with these drugs uh you're pretty much ninety percent assured of being having al- al- Alzheimer's disease as you get older, right you destroyed so many brain cells,
1: even if it's not taken consecutively right interesting yeah
0: yeah just have to be a period of hundred and eighty four days
1: right yeah wow yeah you know I've i I knew about the Alzheimer's link with those drugs I didn't realize it was the uh the one hundred eighty degree day fit that- Or the 180 day thing. Um, So if someone's taking echinacea for cold and flu, that's not necessarily going to work for their anxiety. Though you have to look for a specific type.
0: No, because that's a different group of compounds that are found in the same plant. There are multiple molecules in plants. Right. Uh, Some groups will help a certain condition. Other groups will help other condition. Uh, So there's not enough uh, alchemides in echinacea when you take it for cold and flu. Mm -hmm. So it's concentrated and Actually, extracted out of the plant as a group of alkaloids. so we only need about twenty milligrams versus five hundred milligrams for cold flu, right, so this is twenty milligrams, maybe two to four times a day.
1: Is the dosing different for prevention versus treatment?
0: Um, you know uh, it depends on the individual.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I don't know if you really would need it as prevention either one of them well uh, if, if you don't if you don't have anxiety and stress, right. you won't take it right. I mean you, you can't prevent. It. Something that you don't have.
1: Right, right.
0: Um, uh, but you, you could take it occasionally okay. or long term. Right. If people are taking drugs, I would definitely insert the echinacea um, that has the alchemite mm-hmm. along with the drug, and eventually try to wean Taper yourself off the, off drug. the drugs. Right. Talk to your doctor, of course. Right. But start weaning yourself off the drugs and you're going to have
1: the same effect. So that would be a substance that you could potentially use to help t- transition off of prescription drugs. Oh yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah.
0: And then you know you can you can use it for kids uh, over the age of four. Right. You can use it for dogs. I mean, it reduces the excitability. Right. I have a really good friend that has a dog that he just will not sit still. Right. Drives his wife crazy. Yep. And he said, "Do you have anything?" <laughs> I said, well, "Absolutely, we do."
1: And it works. It works.
0: And wow. I've got others too. I got a, I have a really good friend with a Jack Russell. Okay. Which is just like up the wall and down mm-hmm. the wall. And he said, this stuff just works fantastic. Oh, that's fun. You know, the kid's going to school today, anxiety. Oh, I know. I mean, this is something so simple, mm-hmm. so safe. I, there is no, ever, never, ever, ever a side effect. No adverse events, nothing. Uh, and it's just a small, small dosage.
1: And it acts fairly quickly, right? Once you take
0: it? Very, very quickly. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you're preparing for something that makes you un, uncomfortable, and that's what stress is. That's right. That's what anxiety mm-hmm. is. Uh, oh, I got to give a lecture tomorrow at, at the conference. Right. Uh, oh, I'm going to fly tomorrow, and I hate flying. Um, you know, you take it about an hour, hour and a half before the event.
1: Calms it's you right a, down. A
0: totally different feeling as how you respond when you have that. Kids going to school in the morning. They go to they go to bed at night. Something happened in the, the day, and they're all upset. You give them one or two tablets before they go to bed at night. It works fantastically.
1: And it's not sedating, and it's not habit Not sedating right? it does not put right. you to
0: sleep. Right. Uh, it doesn't have that kind of uh, mechanism of action.
1: Um, and both types of echinacea, do you think they're better as like a capsule, a tablet, or a capsule, um, a tincture, a liquid?
0: Well, it depends on why you're taking it. Right. Um, what they have developed in um, Budapest mm-hmm. is a very, very, very tiny tablet, 20 milligrams. Okay. And you use like anywhere from one or two twice a day. Okay. Children maybe half, mm-hmm. maybe a dog only one, but it really, really works. You know, dogs have anxiety, uh, separation anxiety, um, fireworks, um, thunderstorms, lightning—all yes. these, all these kind of things. Yes. Yeah. So it works.
1: And they can be very destructive so, when that happens. No,
0: you know, you're not you're not doing some suggestion to say this is going to work, dog. Right. Right. <laughs> it it does work. That's so, do you
1: think it works better than CBD? Because a lot of people use CBD for similar purposes.
0: Absolutely, I do.
1: Do you think it has the same benefit that CBD might have for things like pain or inflammation? No. Okay, so it's really more for Of course, when you have pain,
0: you have anxiety. When you have pain, you're moody. When you have pain, you're irritable. So it will take care of those, but it won't take care of the pain.
1: Got it. It's mostly in your brain that it works. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, The other one I want to ask you questions about, because I use a lot with my patients, is melatonin.
0: Oh, I love melatonin. I know you do.
1: <laughs> so you've been—you, I mean—you've been talking about melatonin for years and years, right? right? Right. When do you feel like you first discovered melatonin and started thinking about it?
0: Uh, about five years.
1: Okay, and I mean, for just my audience perspective, melatonin is a hormone that is—would you call it a hormone? No. What would you call it? A molecule. A molecule produced by my? the brain.
0: <laughs> no. Well, yeah, pineal gland in the
1: brain. Right. During evening hours. Yeah. And it's usually secreted in response to darkness, Darkness. correct? Not before darkness. It's in the dark cycle. Okay. Um, And what are its uses and benefits for humans? The
0: all-in-one solution again. It does everything. (laughs) According to some of the top researchers on on melatonin, and you might want to do some research, Mm -hmm. go to Dr. Russell Richter. Okay. Uh, He has a couple of YouTubes out that are really, one is about 50 or 60 minutes long. Okay. He did a lecture at the University of Texas, San Antonio. Um, Phenomenal results. Um, It's the molecule that makes our body function. And and the reason I say it's not a hormone, because hormones are secreted from a gland only, like DHEA and cortisol from the adrenal glands, Mm -hmm. uh, thyroxin from the thyroid. Mm -hmm. Um, Melatonin, you can find everywhere. Food, snakes.
1: Oh, got it.
0: I, I mean, every living thing has melatonin in it. Got it. it uh, cherry is a high level of it. walnuts has a high level of it. Got it. So it's not it's not typically behaving behaving like a like hormone. A, like a hormone, okay. hormone. So Dr. Richter said it, it. He calls it a molecule. Okay. He will not refer to it as a hormone.
1: And um, you know, I obviously use it a lot for people who can't sleep. So I give them melatonin immediate release if they can't fall asleep. I give them sustained release if they have trouble staying asleep. It works for some. It doesn't work for all. Right. But I know you use it for a whole host of other things. Tell me about immune,
0: that. Immune system, mm-hmm. COVID-19, uh, antioxidant, anti, antiviral, um, yeah. anti-inflammatory. Um, it, it's cancer. one of the most cancer. Yes, absolutely, cancer. Uh, they're using anywhere from 20 to 100 to 150 milligrams of melatonin per day. That's crazy. Yeah. It sounds crazy because we're not accustomed to Right, it. right. We're not used to that. Right. But it makes sense when you see the research. Twenty-eight thousand studies.
1: Well, I actually had I someone I know just texted me the other day saying that she had someone who was taking sixty milligrams of melatonin a day. Can you believe it? And she was really shocked about yeah, it. Yeah. But that doesn't shock you at all. No, not at all. And no. the the one reason I feel like that shocks me a little bit is because I think, oh my gosh, that person's gonna be so tired, they're gonna get knocked on their
0: Nope. Doesn't it end. doesn't put you to sleep. It doesn't. No. Um, when this uh, melatonin is secreted at the, in the first phase of darkness, sunset mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: And that's the time we should go to sleep right because caveman didn't have lights right So they didn't stay up. so their melatonin was being secreted because nighttime came on, that's when I went to sleep. I had a better night's sleep because my melatonin was being secreted right and help, that helped them sleep. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't it's not a sleep aid. It's not a, a, a sedative. It doesn't put you to sleep. And the problem is that any light- Blocks uh, it. Inhibits it, blocks right. it entirely. Right. So uh, if you stay up till 10 o'clock at night, you lost three or four hours of melatonin. I know. So if you stay up till midnight, you're losing all your melatonin.
1: Or even if you have, I mean, even things like a little light on your fire extinguisher or fire alarm, alarm smoke yep. alarm. Yep, yep, Or digital alarm clock. yep. The cell phone next to your yep. bed.
0: All oh, the blue light.
1: The the shades not drawn all the way. And yep. Light from the street lights coming yep. into your room. Yep. Like all those things.
0: And people put on a nightlight for their kids. Right. Yeah. Right. No melatonin. Right. Uh, people said, "Oh, I can't sleep tonight. I'm tossing and turning." Oh, I'll turn on the TV. <laughs> I
1: know. I know. I know. So, do you think if we lived in the woods and didn't have lights and lived like cavemen, that we would need to take extra melatonin?
0: Uh, it's a good question. We don't know how much melatonin is made by every individual. Okay. There's no way to know that. right? But they find that the highest level of melatonin is in kids between the ages of three and six. Mm-hmm. And after that, it just keeps decreasing. So we'd be better off more healthy, longer term, more anti-aging effects. I'm not saying till it'd be 120, right? but anti-aging effects. We don't get as old for our age. Um, well, I
1: like the sound of that.
0: I like that <laughs> sound too. Um, I take about 20 milligrams at night.
1: At nighttime, you take
0: yeah. it, okay. I take 10 milligrams of a chew, chewable form, Right. Uh, which is the quick starter. Yeah. And then the sustained release works five to seven hours. Right. And why I like the sustained release is because, let's say you're in bed sleeping, and all of a sudden, Whoa, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yep. And you go to the bathroom, you flip a light on, or you see some light from outside right. or something. All of a sudden, Dr. Richter said, as soon as that light hits your retina, uh-huh. melatonin is done. Right. But with sustained release, you go back to bed, you still have that tablet. You still have it secreted, right. Yep. You might have three or four hours left on the melatonin.
1: So what do you say to people? I get this all the time. I'm like, are you taking your melatonin? They're like, oh, I don't want to get dependent or addicted to it.
0: Well, well, it's dangerous. Hey, God put it there. (laughs) I know. We're not being addicted to it. It's already there.
1: And I always try to tell people that you could take it as much as you want. Right. Really, they're not any reason why you shouldn't Don't take it.
0: use your right arm because you might might be get addicted to using your right arm. I know, arm. right.
1: Well, or the thing is people don't want to give it to their kids. Oh. People are worried about giving it to their children no. and I tell my I tell parents all the time like your kid is kids are on their screens until 10:30 at night doing Snapchat or whatever whatever they're doing. Yep. Or they're on their computers doing their homework. I mean my kids their computer all their homework is on computer. They have their smartphones so then they're on Snapchat and then they try to go to bed. Yep. So they like most kids, I really feel that most kids should be taking melatonin every night.
0: I agree. Absolutely. Unless
1: they're living on a farm and following Little House on the Prairie rules, which no one is doing. Right,
0: <laughs> And and maybe they may need a milligram to two and a half milligrams. Right, right. I uh, I do a chewable tablet, which is five milligrams, mm-hmm. but it's scored so you can break it in half. Okay. And you can give two and a half to a child. Yeah, And they're very, very delicious.
1: And it works. I mean, it works great. Yeah. I, kids are so responsive to things like that, that it really, I've seen, I, f- I feel like it works really, really well for them. Yeah. Most of the time the kids come back to me, they're like, oh yeah, I, I sleep fine now.
0: Yeah. yeah so it's that's pretty cool. Such a benefit on your entire metabolic function, right. your health overall. right? Uh, I think everybody should take melatonin.
1: So in regards to both of these things that we've talked about, um, how f- this is a weird question. Um, how far do you think you can push yourself and live an unhealthy lifestyle, high stress, and these things will still work for you. Because I think that's what most of Americans are doing. They're kind of always living this balance of doing a lot, stress, not eating healthy, and then they're trying to take products to help them compensate for that. Right? How far do you think people can go? There's probably not a perfect answer for that, but-
0: There's not a perfect answer for that. Um, uh, I would rather have somebody just do diet, a healthy, healthy, healthy diet. And my healthy, healthy diet is the ketogenic diet, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: which primarily is a low carb diet. Right. Uh, Dr. Wolfgang Lutz, who is an Austrian physician, okay. in his 40s, felt, fell, I've fallen apart. I have arthritis and I have a bad hip. You know, he has all these problems. So he studied it and he found out that it's a low, it's the carbs that's caused the problems. So he went on a diet and he developed this over a period of time. Uh, to have no more than seventy-two grams of carbohydrates per day, mm-hmm. and he um, worked with over ten thousand patients over his clinical experience, and um, he lived to be lived to be ninety-seven. Really, in tremendous shape. Um, now, that does not mean a study. That does not mean that's going to work for no, everybody. No, right, right, right. Uh, but sugar is killing people.
1: It is. I agree.
0: And it's causing insulin resistance. Insul- insulin is a hormone. Right. Uh, it's a fat-producing hormone, fat-storing hormone. Um, it, we have a lot of problems with insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome.
1: Yes, a lot. And once, what I've found is that once my patients get to that place where their insulin and sugar stores and how everything's interacting is dysregulated, reversing it is, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it can be really, really hard. Right. Like in the early stages, it's better. But if you've lived in that inflammatory, high-sugar, high-carbohydrate, State for a long time, um, things can get really, really bad.
0: You know, if you really want, it depends on the individual and what mm-hmm. what they're uh, what what how they're willing to sacrifice, how how willing they are to have discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, um, if they go on a ketogenic diet and reduce their carbohydrates down to twenty, now if they have cancer, I mean, c- cancer is fed by sugar. Mm-hmm. Cancer cells. Um, I would definitely um, say do the diet, and then you'll know where you may need some supplements. Uh, but supplements, you can't eat a bad diet and take supplements. Right, right. Not gonna work.
1: Right, it's a similar way you can't run away from your fork. You can't exercise yeah. a lot and eat a you can't, bad yeah, diet, you right? can't, uh, It'll catch up with you eventually, <laughs> right.
0: You can't eat crap and run.
1: But I think you know. In, in the, the reality is that no one is gonna be perfect. And so these things that we talk about, the way I use them in my practice is it's, it's health and lifestyle first and then the herbal products and the supplements are icing Absolutely. on the cake.
0: Absolutely. And yep.
1: and that works really, really well. Because right. they can still always work on the lifestyle, but realizing that we're not going to be perfect and we can't control our environment all the time, um, I think they work wonderfully to level up that health even more. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be perfect. I mean, the diet is amazing. In fact that I, I ran into a gentleman at a health food store and he said, I listened to you on your radio show. And he says, I'd love to listen to it. Um, but I have some questions. He said I went to my doctor, and uh, in fact, I went to two doctors. And uh, I have um, my, tri- my, tri- excuse me, my triglycerides are six hundred ninety-eight. Uh-huh. Um, my cholesterol is fifty percent. My good cholesterol is fifty percent too low. Oh. My bad cholesterol is fifty percent too high. Right. And um, they said, well, you got to go on statin drugs. Mm-hmm. And he said, No, I don't want to do sad drugs. I want to do it something more, maybe with food or natural. natural. Or do it do it a different way. Mm-hmm. He said, impossible. Diet means nothing to your body. Uh, it doesn't affect anything like cholesterol or drug that's rise. You have to be on a drug to do that. And he said, No, I'm not gonna do that. So he said, What should I do? I said, You go on the ketogenic diet. And I said, Get your carbs down, get rid of the soft drinks, get rid of the sodas, uh, get your sugar down to nothing. And um, so he said. Three months later, he sent me a letter. He did? He sent me a letter. He said, my triglycerides tris- came from 698 to 138.
1: Oh my gosh, you gotta be kidding me.
0: My my good cholesterol went up double. My bad cholesterol went down double. And he said, I told my I told my doctor, here's my number. He says, well, that's good. He never asked me why, what I did I right. do? He didn't want to know what I did. No, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm not on drugs. He said, I feel fantastic. That's incredible. Yeah, it's all diet. It's all food. I agree. Food is either going to kill us or, or make us well. Right. Depends on what you choose.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly.
0: And it's our it's our responsibility. It is. Yeah, because doctors are not going to help us. They will well, not. They're not going to help us. <laughs> no, so. I
1: have. Did, I know we're probably running out. of Oh, well, you here. would.
0: You would. I know you would. But
1: no. <laughs> but I had. I had a patient just this week who, same thing. He um he had COVID, and he's morbidly obese. He was hospitalized for the COVID, and I asked him. I said, so while you were hospitalized or in your after visits when you went to the doctor after you were discharged, did anyone talk to you about your weight? That he's morbidly obese. Oh boy. Zero. And we know. COVID was worse for obese patients.
0: Yes, one of the number one causes.
1: Right. You know, no one mentioned it. Oh,
0: what is? How sad. Yeah. This world. And it
1: was like it's like you look at those golden nuggets, those golden opportunities where that could have been for him. I mean, he's coming to me so he obviously sees it himself, but he had to t- he had to learn that outside of the medical system. Yeah. So that was really eye-opening and sad for me at the but same time. But you know
0: that, that's another patient for the drug companies.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: And yeah, it is sad. It
1: is sad. So, but that's why we do what we do. And it's well, really fun.
0: I know you're doing a great <laughs> job, and I think it's
1: fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So and thanks for the information. That will help me a lot. Yeah, well, great. Fantastic. Awesome. Until next time. Yeah, let's get, let's get together again soon. Sounds good. I love it.